This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. Welcome to the Toes on the Line podcast. I'm Gio Grassi, and today I'm bringing on Coach Jaworski, not Ron Jaworski, Coach Jaworski Beckham from the University of Oregon. And Coach, appreciate you coming on, man. Great dude, Southern personality, so I, I need to have that on my podcast because people say I'm too much of the uh, New Jersey personality. Uh, you know, a little bit of New York slang in me when they say I talk. But hey, appreciate you coming on, Coach. All right, no problem, man. I'm glad to be on, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully, y'all can understand me from Mississippi, so. I'm, my voice is raspy and I'm country, so yeah. we'll see how I go. So uh, talk about your background. So right now you're the director of speed and performance at Oregon. That's a, that's a great role. I mean, you don't really hear about people who are like the directors of the speed program. It's usually just, you know, a head strength coach and a couple of assistants. But if you could just talk about your role, you know, how you got that role and <clears throat> how you started off back in velocity, sports performance way back in 05. Like, no problem. But yeah, it's, it's really a blessing to be in this situation, man. Like, like even way back, we talked about velocity. So that's why I learned a lot of my speed, uh, progressions, techniques, the whole nine uh, was from velocity. But even back then, it's like, okay, one day I want to be a director of speed, you know, just because it was some good stuff. And the kids that we had and the improvement that they made, like it was some kids shouldn't be playing sports, but we used the system and it was like, man, they got better. So right. instantly, no, I'm using this. I'm taking this with me while I go. So I went in, learned it, all that good stuff. And over the years, I kind of made it my own with taking different things from what I learned from experience. And now I've grown it to where it's at now. But um, but just from, from doing that, um, went into track after that. Uh, went back to high school once I started at Velocity. Let me take you back. I got into all this from uh Mississippi State. So I had to do an intern to graduate. And so therefore it's like, okay, Coach Kroon had just got to Mississippi State. And so like my advice like, you gotta graduate. Uh, you want to take another class or you want to do an intern? So I was like, I definitely want to take another class. So I went seeing the new strength coach Jim Now that just got there. He was from out the LSU tree the Moffitt guys. And okay. uh, he gave me an opportunity, went into it, fell in love with it. I knew right then this is what I wanted to do. Uh, but just had got married, had a son at the time, so I had to go work. Did the personal training deal, hated every moment of it. Hated. Right, right. Yeah, same way, man. Same way. Right. You go from training athletes to go out and hunt to somebody yeah. who don't want to sweat? Like, no way. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, so I had a good guy. I met a guy, um, Velocity, ended up starting out with one in Alabama, stayed there very short because uh, of different situations, but ended up going to Memphis, the one in Memphis. Was there for a year, like I said, fell in love with it. So at that point, I'm like, all right, everybody's doing strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. At that point, this is when all the new things that we're doing now, the research was back in 03, 04. So imagine what they was doing researching then to yeah. get to where now. So that research is happening now. So it's like, I'm going to do speed because nobody want to do speed. But of course, now everybody, everybody want to do it. Yep. But, so I'm way ahead of the game since 03, however many years that been. Uh was like, forget it. I want to go train high I, I want to train high school kids, become four or five stars. That didn't work out that way because you got to go high school and 
young guy at the time, they didn't want to give me the ring, so I went to track. Speed, track, and a strength coach, it all go hand in hand. So yeah. I got my own team, I got this good strength coach, went from there, had success in that, came back home to Starkville, Mississippi, um, had success there, talking to the wife, I was like, I'm not going to be, I can't make a hundred grand doing this. You know, and I, mm-hmm. not, I didn't want to take this certification and teach. So Alabama had an intern position open, kind of passed up on the first one. I was like, baby, at the end of the summer, it came open again. I'm like, baby, it's open. What should I do? She was like, I know you're passing what you want. Go do it. So I, okay. so I text, uh, email Coach Hockey, that's now the head guy in Florida, emailed him. He called me over for the interview. Boom. Got the opportunity. Was there for a year. Did some great things. But like I said, I'm coming from Velocity. So I know a little bit of speed. So from talking with the strength coaches there, Coach Corey at the time, he was like, man, you really know this speed stuff. I'm like, Coach, yeah, I think I do. I just need some guinea pigs. So he hadn't received Mm-hmm. Yes, who was there at the time? Amari Cooper. So he's like, yeah, Cooper want to get some work in. He want to work on the speed stuff and whatnot. So I've been listening to you. I kind of trust you a little bit. So he's like, okay, but like they do a lot. So you're only going to get about 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, cool. That's, That's all I need. Yeah, right. yeah. Went in there and it just took off from there. This is good stuff for him because CJ had a girl that just went to track and she was trying to get prepared to go do some professional stuff. So he passed up to me. I worked with her. Then Coach Michelle, who was the softball street coach, that's a national champion, coming out from that year before. So she watched me, and she gave me an opportunity with the, they call them the green light girls. So those are the girls that has the automatic steal. Uh, gave me the speedy girls there. Yeah, I got the basketball, women's basketball. And it just kind of took off from there. So at that point, I ended up going to Grand State because I was interning. Well, the first year and second year, I got hired. Um, in, in a role down to that. The third year, I went and got a head job at Grammy State. So we had major success there, running the four-quarter program, doing speed with them there. Like, we had major success. Wanted to get out that level to move up. Went to Nevada because Simmons out there for three seasons as the the head speed guy there. And uh, okay. outside stuff and did that for three years. My wife had a medical situation that came up. Uh, once she got cleared to leave, uh, we got back to Mississippi because I want to get her back close to family. Gotcha. Okay. To get them back and forth on the planes. So I'm like, I got to go home. So uh, I knew Aaron Fells because we all came through Bama. I was leaving. He was coming. And actually, I met him while I was at Mississippi State because he was a player there. Okay. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, we came up here and played them in 19. And uh, like we checked on about my wife and told them the situation, told them we're trying to get home. So Coach Wilson, Coach Love got the job at uh, Lane, got the job. Coach Kip got the job down at Ole Miss. And everything just worked out. Boom, came to Ole Miss. Uh, ended up being a speed guy there. Um, so we did that for two seasons. And you had the opportunity to come here. So like, do you want to come? I know you're trying to get back to Mississippi. I'm like, okay, but you leave it. I don't know who the next guy going to be. Right, you're right. Going to keep me. And plus, you're going to see. So everything works. Like, I do speed, and you want to bring me into director of speed. Like, are you crazy? Why would I not go? Okay, yeah, it's back West Coast, but it's a little different West Coast. It's Pacific Northwest. It's a little different than Nevada, Reno. So 
end up here, man. And uh, now my role here is basically speed guys, uh, taking care of all the linear stuff. And right now, I'm gonna change the direction. I kind of we kind of collab and make sure on the deceleration because the game is all about acceleration and deceleration. Right. So, um, so that's kind of where we're at now, trying to take the game speed component of it to the next level. Okay, that's cool. That, that that's a great story, man. Just to have that, you know. Have have that uh, what's it called? Um, network of people to just help you out, you know, in in life, not just in your career, but you know, that's that shit goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? That, that's pretty dope. Um, so you're at Oregon. Do you oversee speed for everyone or just football? Just football. Just football. Okay. Now I want to pick your brain on the speed stuff because you see how a lot of people do it. Uh, you know, you see the YouTube's, the Instagram stuff. I've always been taught, you know, we teach the deceleration mechanics first. What what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you teach that later on? Do you teach acceleration before deceleration? And I'm not talking hard decels. I'm talking just you know landing positions and stuff like that. What's your take on that stuff? Like like I try to build it and progress it all in because you got to get into the high speed decel at some point. Let's say week one we come in, we might work hip drop. Then we might go and use the hip drop moving at forty percent of your speed, not fast, of course. And then as we go, we got to get into the high speed, right? So I may blend it in with the acceleration to get more shorter high speed decel. Okay. If we want to go longer decel with intensity, then I may switch it and put it on with max V. Of course, you know, change the direction is decel all in the hole, right? Mm-hmm. So you still got mm-hmm. station type stuff, whether it's five yards, decel, change direction, or 10 yards, decel. But when you got Stacy, it's still going to be only at about 40 to 60% because you can't get up into that high, high velocity. Right, so right. you're going to do the Stacy. You kind of got to micro dose it in throughout the whole each day, to be honest, because if you're going to do it on change of direction, I don't want my change of direction to be my first day of introducing the hip drop. So if we go a high day first, we might put it in the prep just start talking about it leading into day two. Because day two, I don't want to talk about too much of introducing the hip drop. I want to have a day of introduction. And then on the COD day, we can really now get that first intro out the way and go now to the second maybe progression, depending on how good the first progression was. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, just, yeah. I don't want to hit COD day and now just now introducing you the hip drop. Okay. Now, how, how do you how do you program stuff from like January up until like times like July where you you know you're starting to get guys prepped up for camp and all that? Do you guys do like speed stuff uh, in the early off season like before weights or is it just like a whole separate session? Uh we, we, we do everything as team. So we like to do team. Okay. And then we break the weight room groups up into the three different groups or however particular groups we have that day. Okay. So I try to do it in the winter phase. That's why I'm going to try to attack, let's say, acceleration. I'm going to attack my physical change. We're going to pull sleds, whether it's 80%, however percent they have now to use, whatever. We go with whatever we see fit for what we need once we do. We analyze everything. So we do the physical change on acceleration. Now, top end, I look more at injury prevention component of it. So they got a lot of backside or kickback, some guys call it. Now that leads to injuries. So what I try to do in the winter is clean that up. All right, so okay. here we watch, we have the acceleration day first. Uh, when we first got here, I'm like, coach, they got a lot of forward lean. They got a lot of backside. So now that let me know when we got to Thursday, 
which is our top end day, I'm going to focus only on recovery, fixing the backside. We're not going to even change speed on that day until we get it cleaned up. And then, of course, we got eight weeks. We'll slowly progress out and start chasing speeds, rather than using the build-ups, the wickets, the flying tens, or whatever. You can use whatever. I mean, you know, the drills you can use, not whatever. But those are some of the things we use. So we'll lay that foundation. So whatever I want to get to in the summer, I lay it in the winter. Okay. Once again, I don't want to get to the summer, and it's new to them. Because you still have that big learning curve. And now with summers, you have OTAs. So a lot of this stuff, you're going to have to get in that first phase because once football starts, which normally going to start in the second phase, of, which is July, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Because if the coach sees some things, now it may change. Or the players may go extremely hard. Now it's going to dictate what you can do because we got the GPS uh, the numbers, so you're looking at these numbers now, top end that I may have to bag out of intensity. Mm-hmm. I still got to get my body, because I still got to get it vaccinated for fall camp, but I may not be able to get the intensity in. So now I really got to go hit it early in the off season if I'm going to get it. Because like I say, you will, it haven't failed yet, you're going to lose something in the, in the second part of summer, because everything can't keep rising. Something got to give because it's football increased, I and the weight room may increase. I can't keep increasing either. So now you're asking for problems. So right, right. Being prepared to give. If anybody gives, it got to be us. And exactly. I'm yeah. So I'm probably the first one to have to give before the weight room. Right, because you you probably got the highest intensity, uh, highest intensity demand. That's the, that's the combo work that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yes. you you film your guys. In in the winter, just to identify who needs what. Like if a guy's got a, a bad cycling pattern, or if he you know butt kicks too much early in acceleration, do you film guys, or is it just kind of identify them on the go? Yes, we film everything. Everything you do film everything. Okay, practice, conditioning, speed work. We film everything. You film conditioning. Yeah, you got it. So, you got it. You got to spill the beans on this one, man. I got to see what you're looking at, man. I, I mean, it's just a way for me. Also, just because even if we're doing tempos or whatever distance you want to use. You still can you can still work top end mechanics. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now you're watching, and now you can also start seeing <laughs> hey guys are starting to break down at 50 yards. Or guys are breaking down at 60 yards as far as the technique or uh, on this rep or that rep. So now we can kind of go in and say, hey guys, we got to, to rep eight, everything started breaking down. Or hey guys, when we get up to that 50 yard, let's say we're doing 110, just say. Uh, now you're getting up to the six yards. Now everything is starting to drop. Hey, now focus on that, keeping it up. So I have a kind of have a track minded. So let's say you're running the 200 on that back end or that back stretch. You got to still be trying to get those bad boys up, to get the range of motion to get the force, which is going to help you move along with speed, right? And, and, and oh, yeah. So I bring that side of things into what I'm looking at, even on conditioning. You know, for okay. another certain point, you ran so much, they're not even listening anymore. But I still try to let them know how to always continue to try to get better and use the things that we're teaching everywhere. Because if we're not using it, then we might as well just say, let's warm up, line up, let's do 10 10s or however many to get the volume we're going to get that day. You know? Okay. So, so oh, I, I got to ask you how you fi- how you film these guys. Then what do you got a cameraman running alongside them or driving alongside? Or you well, got the, well, the guys on top? 
Okay. So we'll be up top. Family reports, we got a crew. Let's say we're doing max speed and we got the fly zone. We're doing flying tens. So now I got the zone. So they'll split the zone in half. So let's say it's 10 yards. So you get five in your video as they come by. Because at that point, you got your gun got a pretty good velocity and it should be vertical. Now I can see everything I need to see. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Okay. And we'll also do a waterfall that. So now we got so you can really guy. see one guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So everything's waterfall. Even when we do our starts on the acceleration deck, everything's waterfall because that way I can see it. But also I have my cell phone and uh Coach Shad, Coach Tupo, Coach Coach uh Tony, they have their phones and their video also. So we have all kinds of different videos. So if I need to see it right now, I got it. I say, hey, go video this guy. That's this guy right here. I need to see everything from him today. Right now, when I get ready to run, so I pull it, boom, boom, boom. Especially got a guy, a new guy coming in. We'll kind of do that, like get the new guys today on our personal phones, and that way we can coach up live, and we'll let them see it right down the field through the video. Gotcha. So, okay. That takes me. I never, I never thought about filming conditioning. Now you put me onto something. When I was at Fordham, I used to film everyone's starts, like their first three yards in their in their uh, forty yard of uh, whatever 10, 20 yard dashes. Um. You know, teach guys how to get in and out of those uh three point stances and whatnot. But I'm I'm gonna look into filming condition to see where guys start to break down. You put me on to something right there, man. Because what would you say? Like guys will start energy leaking. You'll see probably like a potential risk at some point with a guy not being able to uh, sustain what what do you call it? like proper mechanics, maybe good movement right, efficiency, right? right? Crashing into the ground, wrong. Crashing into the ground, yeah, okay. Tight. And now I'm like, man, my hamstring tight. Let's go back to this field. See right here. This is why. So now it helps me. Like you know when I say, hey, step over the wickets. This is why I tell you that. So you don't have this situation you have now. And guess what now? For me, if you tell me you're tight, you got to go to treatment at 6 a.m. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about you on Thursday. I need to know you with the treatment. And then they'll tell me, like, okay, it's still tight. Now I can say, okay, we're going to hit these flying 20s, 20 and 20 a day. We're chasing intensity. For you today, you're going to stay around 75%. But I got to know you've been to treatment and this is where, you, where you're at. Because you can't not go to treatment. So, no, I'm good today. Because now we're chasing 95% or 100% today in that fly zone. What are we going to have? Issues. Right. And if you have a real hamstring issue, what we're looking at. Anywhere from, what, four to six weeks or more? Probably more, yeah. You know, so that's that's the off-season. Yeah, so, that's, that's your whole idea. Come back and camp and you ready to play. And then now you have an injury before camp. And camp is going to be worse than any training we done went through. Absolutely. So, and the first five like, days, huh? What? Those first six days. Yeah, you can't climb the depth short because you're going to be out again. Exactly, yeah. So so that's why we kind of do it like this to get the guys to buy okay. in. I'm trying to keep you safe. I'm not being a butthole, but I just want to keep you safe. Because for a coach, at least we think a speed coach, any coach, you don't want anybody to get hurt on your watch. Exactly, yeah. Because now I go back and it, it, it messes with me. I go back and evaluate everything, how much volume do I do? Okay, do I do enough? Shall I add this this exercise in to go ahead and prime and get them even more ready? Or shall I do some more whatever dynamic stuff, whatever it may be? But, you know, it makes you start looking back at the program. Okay, I like that. Do you do, you do any – um. Like like teaching on conditioning days too. Like you go over like a few quick pointers on running mechanics on conditioning days, or just you know get the guys warmed up, get them ready to go. Oh, we go through a good warm up. Uh, on those days, we have a speed prep. Uh, so okay. Let's say, 
like Friday, we'll, we'll do our tempo type stuff. So we'll do a, a warm up with Coach Love, lead a warm up, and then we go to the speed prep. We get more into like the dynamic stuff. So now we'll come out with our, maybe we'll do an A march, an A triple, and then we'll come back and do more of the dribble. So we go, because okay. we're getting ready to cycle, we're getting ready to turn over. So now we're getting primed for that and put in the heads. Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be a lot of upright running. So what do we need? You got to think about the calf dribble, knee dribbles, okay? Start to feel that burn. Get away from the calf. Drop that step over down a little bit. Protect that hammy. And just finish. Use the technique. Cheek pocket. If you get efficient with the technique, you'll be good with the run. But it's just when they go raggedy, now you make everything hard. Because you got to experience. You got to just put out too much energy. You're on the ground too long. You're sinking in your hips. You know, you cast now, or all that. The, everything can go wrong. Can go wrong. How many times do you guys do speed a week? Twice. Just twice. We can condition the other two. Yeah, yeah. Change the other two. Okay, okay. What are you guys? Four, four or five days a week. Four. Just four. Okay, yeah. I've heard you know many different ways. You know, guys running three days, lifting two. Um, you know, lift four, run four, lift lift three, run four. You know, what I'm saying you hear a whole bunch of stuff. What, what what have you done in your past? Same format. We've done it all. Like, I can't really look at the past to where we at now because okay. like, the new summer you got OTAs, so everything is kind of kind of different now because you gotta you gotta watch out for doing too much mm-hmm. because, like I say, you gotta watch the coach and look at the depth. What are they gonna do? Because football's the that's the most important thing. You can run good and look good, but if you can't play football, it don't matter, right? They damn right, yeah. <laughs> so, so we have had times where we did three days of speed on the second part of, of summer because uh, you got your skill guys. They got a lot of high speed yards, so you try to combine that and get them prepared for that. But right now, we've been kind of okay with just doing two speed days, okay? Uh, because you're kind of going to get some more. When they go to practice, it depends on what the practice strip is. Oh, they got middle of the field routes today. You know, you got to prepare for that. Is it more red zone on this day? So it's different things you got to look at, I think, to before you start getting into all these three-speed days or four days of running. Like, I mean, if you're looking at your percentage to, I guess people say percentage to gain, like I've been thinking like, okay, do we look at percentage to fall count? You know, because okay, I'm gonna take care of the game situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The game is the most easiest thing. So it's like, okay, why are we preparing for the game? Do we need to prepare for fall camp numbers? Because mm-hmm. that's the one that's gonna spike real fast. So, um, so we kind of look at it like that, and just that's where we at now. Actually, I was telling you earlier that we just came from sports science. Like that's part of the things that we're looking at, going in that rabbit hole on how can we be better? Because I just can't say, oh, you can't get them ready for fall camp. You're just not going to say that. Let's look into this and see can we get them prepared better for fall camp, you know? Now, what that looked like, that's what we're trying to go and map out right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I'm glad you're saying that because I usually, t- I told them, um, I was talking to recruits a while ago and I was telling the parents, I'm like, listen, our job is to get guys ready for practice and camp. I said, practice is going to get you ready for the game. And they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, let me t- tell you right now, we're not going to p- train and then go play a game. We're going to train and go right into camp. We're going to go from camp right into week one and week one right into game one. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. It, it just sounds good just hearing stuff like that, that, you know, that um, it's almost like reassuring, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's common sense. I say common sense. Common sense is not coming these days. But you're right. You're right. Common sense. Like, how you going to say it's the easiest thing, but then you're going to not prepare for fall camp. Now, right. Going down to fall camp, man, it's like, 
oh, coach need to bag out. No, coach is not bagging out. So you should have got prepared for coach. You, I mean, whatever, I'm not saying how coach, but coaches in general, when football comes That's out. That's football, yeah. Yeah, it's football, you know. It is what it is. So you better get prepared for what coach going to do. You can go high low. You can say, well, we're going to be on our feet for an hour. Coach going to have on that feet for three hours. So what are you talking about right now? High low sounds good, but they really go Yeah. All day is not off. You know what I mean? I was just about to say that off days, meetings and all this shit film. <laughs> you go to the five night medium, extremely high. So it's yeah. like, okay, what are we doing? You know, are, are we going to change the way we look at things and, and see if we can? They still are 18-year-old kids. Can they handle it? I mean, it's like many different ways to try to get them prepared, I think. You know, like now, now what we're talking about, now do you go run them four or five days if they're going to practice six days in a row? Mm-hmm. Now, go back to what you missed, right? So now you have to look at what are we doing and how we want to approach it. Like, nobody says you have to go high low, right? Right. That's a good model that's out there. I mean, I'm not going to go against it. But if we look in that camp and it's all like that, how can we, I'm not saying go all six days, I'm not saying that, but how can we find a way, like I said, to get it better for fall camp? I don't know the answer yet, but this is just thinking right now, talking to you. You know, that's a pretty good question. Maybe somebody listens to the podcast and be like, that guy's an idiot, or they may go, hey. <laughs> no, yeah. Because if you have your why, I think you can do a lot of things. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. You, it's right. have why. you can't say the book says do this. You got to take the book, experience, and play with it. Exactly. Biggest thing I tell people from from my experience is like, hey, you just got to know how your coach likes to play football, man. And, get, yeah. and, tra- and train you guys that way. If you guys like, you know, I like Chip, I, I bring up Chip Kelly all the time, like way back in Oregon, like no huddle. He made sure his strength coach ran these guys to the point where they were just recovered quickly, you know? So it's all, you know, it's all about how the coach wants to play, how the playbook operates. That, you know, is it, is it a no huddle team? Is it a get back in the huddle, snap the ball, a five type of team? What are they doing, you know? Yeah, I think uh, that's the part we miss. We hit the need assessment of the sport, of the weight room, or speed, or whatever, mm-hmm. but I hit the need assessment of the coach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, you know, that's another that fact that that's amazing. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, man, like it's like you said, every coach in the country operates with that week one of camp. We're we're going like we're we're behind. Though for some reason, like we were behind. That's what every coach is saying. And the kids will tell you this sucks. They you know they're killing us. It's like you get killed wherever you go playing football. It's a man's game. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, but hey, good stuff. Hey, we we gonna get into this segment right here. Get getting spicy right now, man. You ready for it? Uh oh. I guess so. Let's see what you got. You're getting ready for it, man. It's getting real spicy right now, man. I don't know if you're ready for it, Jaws. You ready, man? I'll let you know. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to ask you some rando questions. Either the fans want to know, I want to know, or the internet's asking for it, man. People want to know, right? And your, and your videos that you post up on the gram, right? Why you got the bill on the on the hat flipped up? <laughs> oh, man. It started with, I'm class 96, high school, so did they tell you how old I am? So that's way back with uh, Different World, uh, Flip the Head Up. You ever watch Different World? You might be kind of young. Nah, you, that, that reminds me of the uh, Fresh Prince, how Will Smith had his hat flipped oh, up. Yeah, Fresh Prince. Okay. Uh, my man, Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? The Michael Jordan commercial with Spike Lee. You don't remember that? Okay, either. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Spike right. Lee. Black, come on. Why? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I've always done it. But uh, even from even from Ole Miss, it's just a thing. 
I just don't like hats in my face. I like hats, but I just don't like them in my face. So I just started flipping them up. And people was like, hey, man, that's kind of different. Keep it up. That's so look like, right hey, yeah, more is black. Of course, that's Nike and all that. So <laughs> I almost brought Boris Blackman back. I talked with Kenny to try to recreate it for the recruiting and different things like that. But I kind of just let it go. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But that's kind of where it came from. Okay, no doubt, man. All right, next one. Out of, out of every state you've been in, which state had the best food? Every state you coached in? Louisiana. Louisiana. What was the best thing you had in Louisiana? I, love, I, I don't really like gumbo before then, but gumbo. Hey. Um, um, the crawdaddies, I eat that. The brawls, the whole nine. That, that's the best part. I even ate red beans and rice in the loaf. And where? Red beans, red beans and rice. Like, I know I'm from Mississippi, we just don't eat that. We lose animals. It's like every Wednesday or some deal on oh, like, across the state. But got there and fell in love with it. So, like, uh, etouffee, all that stuff. Okay. From where I've been. I had, I had gumbo a couple years back when I went to New Orleans, my Italian ass. I liked it. Those good. It's good. I like, I like that you said that, man. Gumbo's good, man. Next question. People want to know who's your cameraman on Instagram. Um, shoot. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, man, you got me on the spot. Here. Got you on the spot. <laughs> Spicy right now. <laughs> uh, 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 I always miss his name, but man, uh, I never call people by his name. I just, man, <laughs> man, you got to edit that one. <laughs> hey, if you could do one thing instead of coaching with your career, what career choice would you have? Hmm. I don't see myself doing anything else. If it is, it's going to be around sports. That's okay. Just, I don't care about business. I don't care about sitting in the building. Like, I can't think of anything else. It'll be around sports, wherever it is. Because, uh, I talk a lot of trash, so maybe I'll be a, I don't know, a host or something. Just talk to <laughs> be a, uh, it's called a hype man to open up concerts or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hype. I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay. It kind of fits me because that's all I do all day. I talk trash, man. Because, like, you know, it is what it is. They go through hard days, man. So I got to make it light for them. So that's I, funny, man. They wanted to beat me up last Saturday. We ran out tempos, man. I'm talking training. You know, <laughs> Once you hit that eight rep, you don't want to hear nothing. But nah, I hell no. Got it turned up a little bit too much. And Keep doing yeah, your thing up there, yeah. brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Just wait till I tap in what's next. We roll back around off season. Got some other stuff coming. All right. So, so we so we touch base again when? January? I just touch base around. Let's go February. We have a good three, four weeks on our belt. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to lock you in right now. Yeah. So I'm playing with some stuff, man. I'm coming up with something. Okay. We're going to talk about it off the record real quick. <laughs>